Hello and welcome to the Create Me podcast with your host Ike Headlam. So we're getting into the swing of things. This is the third episode and today we have a special guest. Her name is Elaine Coville. She is the owner of the Closet Vintage Shop in Aberdeen. Hi Elaine. Hi there. How's, how's it going? Yeah, good morning. Glad, good morning. glad to be here. Yeah, good. Finally, you know, to get you here. <laughs> Thank you very much. So yeah, I know... Um, to give the listeners a bit of context to, uh, you know, you being on here is because I got in touch with you. I think it was on Facebook or probably back in September or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it, it was, it was actually, a, It yeah. was a while back and obviously I was going through a process of kind of getting all this stuff organised and finding spaces and stuff like that. But we're here now, thankfully. Mm-hmm. We can actually have this discussion, sit down and finally talk about, you know, how you came to be the owner of the closet. Yeah. Um, so for the listeners, tell, tell them a bit about yourself and how the closet came to be. Um, well, the closet was an existing business okay. in Aberdeen. Okay. Um, I knew about it. I had certainly been there when I was a young girl, sort of finding my fashion feet. And always back when I was in my late teens, early 20s, everybody was really interested in being an individual slightly different case now with the tribes and you know fitting in and so much pressure with social media for example um people wanting to be almost a little bit dumbed down a bit more the same Mm -hmm. we really weren't like that we were really looking to be our own people very much so and so you were always trying to find that well certainly my group we were always trying to find that quirky little bits and pieces so when we discovered the closet we were pretty happy because everything was unique a one-off um and that was great um bought my first snakeskin clutch bag there i thought i was the bee's knees (laughs) and a few other bits and bobs but it was um just one of those little destination stores that um gave aberdeen a little bit more character okay um, and then obviously life just carried on for me uh, did a lot of traveling and um, worked abroad quite a bit of the time as well Uni- came back with university but um, during my time in Australia I lived and worked in Melbourne for quite a long period of my time in Australia yeah. and uh, weirdly enough I worked for a couple of British people that had relocated and they owned a vintage clothes store called Out of the Closet Okay. So I was their girl in there yeah. opening up and pumping the sounds out yeah. and uh, looking after the store for them. Uh, that was brilliant. And uh, came back to the UK and, you know, life just carried on again. Uh, decided I would pick up my uh, university degree. And so finished that, went off into the world of work. And um, I was doing sort of events management and PR and corporate communication. Was that your degree qualification? Yeah, then? Okay. yeah, yeah. Which is good fun, hard work. Mm-hmm. A lot of early mornings, late nights, pressing palms, mm. um, coming up with ideas for events and trying to be uh, unique and individual and not have the same old thing going on all the time. But a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, and then I heard that the closet was up for sale and it was like whoa hadn't heard about that store hadn't thought about it for so long went down in my lunch hour for a visit and uh well bought it okay and uh, basically came back and handed in my notice to my job worked a couple of weeks notice and then the lady that owned it at the time it's had a uh a few owners over the years and she just basically handed me the keys and i opened it the next morning there was no till there was no so what year what year was this uh, 2005 okay yeah there was no till there was no sign there was nothing there was just like a lock on a door okay and it was just a glorified sort of oh i don't know just a midden really that's an old aberdonian word but it was just a, a glory hole of yeah. uh, stuff. So just basically started sorting my way through it and um, I loved it. It was mm. great. Okay. Um, it was so nice to be my own boss. And I absolutely loved all the vintage treasures mm. and finding them and all the people that it brings me into contact with as well. Yeah. So no two days are ever the same. Okay. Great fun. Good. Yeah, because mm. I think when I went down to see you in the shop a few weeks ago, well, probably, yeah, it was a few weeks ago recently, and I was thinking like, you know, you know, like someone like Doctor Who, like the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and it's kind of this field of like lots of different things and different time periods. Yeah. And so like, this what this what this feels like, this nice little cozy area yeah. of actually this history, yeah. different generations of Absolutely. history in, in this shop. And I yeah. think it was like really, 
really cool to actually just be in there. Yeah. And you go back out onto the road, you're thinking, oh, like... It's a real world again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not the only person that said that. Okay. Um, when I've had staff, different staff over the years, when they've left, they've always had a little bit of dissatisfaction with their new jobs okay. because it's never been the same as working in the closet yeah. because it's such a lovely space. Um, I don't know, it's almost like it's got its own little Character. Uh, personality, yeah, yeah. It's, its own little bit of sparkle maybe. Um, and I'm not really the most serious of bosses, you know. <laughs> so, you know, as long as the, the, the jobs that need to be done are done, yeah. you know, have fun you know yeah. be, be as creative as you want to be okay. change the displays you yeah. know move things around you know uh, shake things up you know okay you know i'm really sort of up for that yeah. um working laterally with students again um uh, both at the the aberdeen college the university uh, having them coming in bringing their ideas mm. i'm always open yeah to new ideas, always open to always uh, learning. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that goes hand in hand with running a vintage business yeah. because you never know what someone is going to present you with. So you can't know everything from the past. Mm. Therefore, I feel you can't know everything about the current life yeah. or the future neither. Mm. So I need advice from the items that people bring and I need advice from people living in the future, mm. younger people. Yeah to help me keep the store current. Mm. So yeah, it works so, both ways. So I guess there's that part of actually you having a kind of a role of actually supporting the young up and coming creative community, you know, or the I, students. I do whenever I can, oh, whenever good. I can. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not in a position financially mm. to support a lot of charities, but I am in a position to give my time and energy. And that is something that I, I'm, I'm, totally willing to do yeah and i do it quite a lot whether it's creatives in the hairdressing industry mm. makeup industry photography um or journalists um different people from different different students from different locations mm. have come and i've done my best for them yeah yeah so i guess like you know in your role or the job that you have what is it that you kind of love about your job at the moment that you're doing what are the things you think kind of... so many different things right. I love being my own boss mm. because I can't stand anyone telling me when I can have a cup of tea <laughs> it's as simple as that yeah right I, I mean what the heck is that mm. you know what you can go to the toilet at 11.15 but you can't go at 11.30 <laughs> uh, that just doesn't ring my bell I'm mm. sorry so that is a pretty good thing mm. Um, I, I also I love the discovery I love it it's like treasure hunting okay. right so that is a massive buzz mm -hmm. and you know you can travel out to a rickety old farmhouse and a little old lady meets you at the door and you go okay, wonder, you know, wonder what she has to say but the fact of the matter is that everybody was young at some point oh, yeah. and you don't know where they were in their life. They were strutting up the King's, Queen, King's Gate in London, you know, the Beatles pumping out a little boutique yeah. in their mini skirts, you know, and their, you know, uh, little bobbed haircuts, you know, shocking the world. Yeah. But now they're a little old lady. Yeah. But back in that back room, the items that she's kept because they meant something to her her treasures yeah. and then she's passing them on to me you can't beat that that's yeah. amazing and because I do all my buying like that yeah. I do all personal buys okay. whether people just drop into the store or they call me and I go to them it's just meant you just don't know what you're gonna get yeah. and it's just amazing and you I'm holding up like a black and white you know mod mini dress and looking at this little old lady going oh my god you wore this yeah. she was like oh yeah. yeah and you can see her remembering and telling you the stories and wherever i can if i know the heritage of the the garment then i'll pass that on to the new owner oh, cool. whether it's through my little swing tags my little yeah. price tags or having a chat in the store yeah. and people love that yeah i so, guess i guess in some sense like I, would, I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of mm. like cultivating the history in Aberdeen a bit, you mm. know, it's through a these social items. history, yeah, yeah definitely. And I guess it's like, you know, um, it's always, I guess for you it must be interesting when you're going into somebody's house or somebody's coming to the shop and you're kind of making that connection, mm. you know, and how do you find it? Do you find it kind of like people's like, oh, instantaneous or is it kind of like cartoon? No. Okay. It can be as different with every different person as there are different people in the world. 
Every person is different. I've spoken about an older lady um, mm. before who contacted me and um, she had lived her whole married life in this upstairs, downstairs little cottagey mm. place in Aberdeen. And it had come to the point where she couldn't live unaided on her own any longer. Mm. So, you know, she was a bit cranky. And, um, well, no wonder, you know, when I think about it, because she was having to pack up her whole life and squeeze it into one room. Yeah. So that was a tough time for her. But she contacted me and she said, oh, come on over, you know. And she was very resistant to me. Okay. She didn't want me to open the cupboards. Yeah. She didn't want me to open the drawers. And I was like, well, what, what am I doing here, you know? Um, and we had to sort of break down the barriers of each other. Yeah. And she was, you know, she was pretty cranky to me, you know? And I was like, well, you know, thanks for nothing. You know, I'm pretty busy myself, you know, and I've got to go pick up my son and working mom and yada, yada. She was like, okay, well, you can look at these 20 items and then you got to go. And I was like, like okay. Not normally how I do it, but, you know, I'll try and accommodate how she is. Uh, back I went to the shop, dropped off the items, off I went, busy, busy. Next thing I know, she's on the phone again. Oh, you know, I've found a few more things I oh, thought okay. you might be interested in. Well, this went on for weeks. <laughs> and, you know, I was getting to the point where I was like, look, you know, is there anything else? Because I can't keep coming back. Yeah. And I actually, we built up such a great relationship over those few weeks. And I think about her quite often mm -hmm. and wonder how she's doing yeah. um you know and in the end we were pretty good buddies right. before i stopped going to see yeah. her and uh you know you know a little special memory i guess that probably turned into you turn up and then having a cup of tea and a chat and having every that contact time, yeah. every <laughs> yeah. time yeah. yeah 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 and uh, the same with the drop-ins at the store okay. i have lots of older ladies and gents who come in for a news, mm. as they say in Aberdeen, yeah, for right. a bit of a gossip yeah. and a catch up. And sometimes when I've not seen them for a wee while, I'm like, uh oh, what's happening here? Where are they? I'll send out a text message. They're yeah. all like, I give them all nicknames and everything. So they love it. <laughs> They're like, oh, Mrs. B, I knew it was you straight yeah. away. Right. Like, so it's really sweet. But they are my secret army. It's okay. a two way street because they've got all the knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know, things that we have forgotten. So how do I know how to get a, a a stain out of a dress that you know is so delicate or you know can i put this to the dry cleaner what kind of fur is that yeah. is that real fur what is this you know who, this name of this shop do you remember it yeah. what was it like you know who ran it where was it have you heard about this designer i can't believe he was based in scotland when i saw that on the tag yeah. do you know anything about him they have been the most unending wealth of information yeah. to me because i've got the time for them and they've got the time for me oh, okay that's nice so it is nice it is a two-way street i think this is well like about the older generation that you was kind of knowledge the wealth of knowledge that they have mm. and you know is this kind of like i think even from think about like you know my mom you know she's not lovely that old but you know like grandparents and stuff and older family members how like culturally from where i'm from is that, that kind of respect and stuff so yeah. when they're saying okay this is how you do that you're taking that on board and you're, yeah. you know you're following through i think that's something that you know it's it's nice to hear that you know you're saying like you know you're kind of army that like, you know yeah. you got those people like saying oh no do you know giving you advice and support yeah. and it's like a two-way thing absolutely and i guess like you know um we kind of go for this point i guess like every time every winter and years you know for elderly people and you know we do have a lot of vulnerable people and it's kind of good that you're you know in a place where you can actually engage mm. with the the older community in aberdeen definitely and get their you know and get that support for them and they probably feel like well i'm getting some interaction going into yeah. the shop and stuff yeah yeah, that's brilliant. I know, that's I get, really they get Christmas cards and everything. <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> that's really nice. It yeah. is, I know. I know um, when I went and saw you in the shopping um, a few weeks ago, you mentioned about before when you first kind of started mm. that you was kind of going down the road to kind of buy stock and stuff. And you said, well, now it's not the case. Yeah. So in those first times when you took over the closet, what was that like, the traveling, mm -hmm. getting stock and mm -hmm. interacting with like, have a kind of vintage um, sellers and mm. stuff. Yeah, well, it was I was I was more going to auctions. Auctions, okay. So I was going to vintage garment auctions, mm. but then I was up against some of the you know quite expensive stores, and mm. uh, people were travelling from really boutiquey type places in London and everything, mm. and they had much bigger budgets than I did. Yeah. Um, but you know, I still managed to 
you know win a few and mm. uh, that was good that's yeah. that's a buzz as well i love an auction but yeah. you know it's pretty difficult to contain yourself sometimes because you love things while well, i love things yeah. so you know my it's difficult for my head to control my heart sometimes and i'm like oh please elaine don't bid more than this yeah and then oh i'll just you know and it's so difficult but yeah that was good fun that was good fun it was a nice part of it but um i learned pretty quickly that um word was getting around that um there was someone new in the closet you know she was giving a fair price you know not trying to rip people off yeah had time for people um and there's hardly a day goes past now where i don't either get a knock on the door or a phone call hello do you buy yeah and it's like yeah okay but i really need to sell some stuff too (laughs) so um but yeah so um you can you can hit a dry patch and also it means that you don't know how you're going to be looking for the following season you've got to have faith okay you've got to hold on you've got to jump you've got to just trust that it's all going to come together and that's another thing that i've learned on my feet Mm -hmm. that it it does it comes together um i'm lucky enough to have a a decent sized storage area too Mm -hmm. so i can kind of shelve things and um create little collections Mm -hmm. and then bring them out as a little collection and they tend to look better that way than just random stuff hanging on the rails kind of looking like a car boot so why would people come to me and pay a premium for stuff that didn't look good yeah um i'm pretty fussy as well Mm. about what i bring in um i won't you know again but back when i was still sort of learning about what to bring in i was kind of almost a bit strong-armed by some of the older folk as well they were like oh you've got to take this you know and it was like kind of difficult to say no to them too that's the other arm of them Mm -hmm. um it was like and and they would kind of push you a little bit because they were older (laughs) they would get away with it and you were like oh i don't want to say no um so I've kind of learned to deal with that too. I've also had to learn to deal with coming up close and personal with death. Mm-hmm. That was something I hadn't really thought about too much um, until the, people started telling me the stories of who owned the garments yeah. and what it meant to them. I had a, a, a dear gentleman came in and his little bag of goodies there. His wife had passed away and he was really still very sad and he had brought me her um, debutante coming out fur cape, beautiful in its original box, beautiful silk lining with her initials from an amazing store in Edinburgh and she'd worn that as she stepped out into her social world way back in the late 20s, early 30s I think it was and uh, I took that in I was like oh it's so beautiful and so many people my girlfriends have borrowed that and have right. worn it to special occasions and he loved coming in and finding out a little bit about what was going on yeah. and it was like a little bit of her was living on yeah. and going off and still having fun and he loved that that's amazing so that also taught me a little bit how to deal with it because i was a little bit flummoxed by it all mm. initially mm. but i that's how i deal with it now i say well the, you know this is going to go off and give a lot of pleasure to another generation yeah so that's kind of a little life lesson as well yeah. well sometimes you just don't know how it's going to affect you mm. you know yeah i think that's kind of like a really kind of beautiful little story there mm. isn't it it's really nice how that you know how he, the husband, mm-hmm. got some pleasure knowing yeah. that something that you know his wife owned, he knew that you know she wore that at a key stage in her yeah. life, that and it's giving the other people pleasure and stuff. Yeah. That's a really nice story. It is. It's it? nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, one thing I wanted to kind of touch on is like, I guess in in Aberdeen we've seen a lot of changes at the moment in the sense of more kind of of the corporate chain coffee shops and stuff like that. Mm. You know, a lot of empty buildings and such and when I first came to Aberdeen a long time ago now it was kind of like everything around you was it was a reflection of the wealth oil and gas and that's completely changing now since about a couple of years ago that's completely changed and what's that been like for you going through those changes and also 
what are the difficulties with being an independent business owner in Aberdeen yeah. at the moment? Mm-hmm. It always comes up, doesn't it? Mm. Oil and gas in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely all in bed together. Mm. Everything has an effect on everything else. Um, on the one hand, I'm lucky that my store is in the location that it is because I'm not expected to pay huge rent and mm. rates. But the negative side of that is if you don't know where I am, you don't come. But life moves on and Mm. the way sales are made moves on. So I'm not really bringing in a huge percentage of my sales from Footfall and the store. Mm. They're coming in from online and social media Mm. outlets now. So that's one thing that's kept me on the boil and kept me going. And I put a lot of energy into building up a new community online and, um, you know, I think, you know, my personality comes through, uh, try to be honest and upfront with people and, uh, you know, not give false ideas about what they're going to be getting. If they're interested in something that I photographed and put up, that's great. But if there's a flaw, I'll have to say, you know, Mm -hmm. it is vintage. There are little bits and pieces. And I think, you know, people then build up a trust and respect for you and that carries on. But uh, on the other side of the oil and gas thing, there is a, been a, a slight, uh, you know, the balance is slightly off for me as a person who buys from the general public. Mm. It used to be that um, plenty elderly people were, um, you know, moving on, uh, maybe downsizing and looking for to rehome their their pieces that they'd kept um, special. So that was fine. And I was always able to accommodate that. But I had plenty of people buying from me. I think that that has changed. There are less people buying and more people selling. So you have to be a little bit more careful how much you bring in and that you can still make it work. Um, but thank God for social media because it means that you have a a world that is huge and it's not just Aberdeen. So yesterday I was sending three garments away to a lovely lady in Dubai again. That's the third month that she's made purchases from me and the third month I've sent these garments off to Dubai. Got another lovely lady in Germany who buys regularly as well. Um, The summer dresses they were going off to spain to edinburgh london wherever you know that's a godsend because aberdeen has taken a real knock but it's taken them in the past yeah so you know we've come through many different um economic stratas in aberdeen you know farming fishing oil Mm. we've got to keep moving forwards Um, I'm going to be doing guest lecturing at the university and one of the things I'm going to be saying to the students is you don't have to get a job in oil and gas. Mm-hmm. You can make it work. Yeah. If you put the hours in, you know, and you think outside your little box, make it work for you. Yeah. You know, I'm a single mum, you know, working in a tiny little back shop in a tiny little street in a town in the northeast of Scotland. <laughs> But I've had images taken by photographers wearing my garments in Italian Vogue. Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah. You know, the world is your oyster. Just get out there and give it a try. I think that's it. I think um, for the younger generation, I think they're definitely more engaged in the why not kind of you know thinking. I think um, my generation was would have been probably a bit like okay we're going to school doing our GCSEs I'm going to go and get a job and we're not going to really kind of hold on to our dreams and stuff you know and what we kind of wished we wanted to do when we were younger but I think it's nice to see that the younger generation are more engaging with the online stuff you know it's online social media and they you know because just like for me like even on Twitter I've connected with a lot of like writers bloggers you know photographers all these kind of people and obviously they have their side job their job that they do mm. but it's almost kind of like that kind of secret superhero identity isn't it and it's like what well, this is the truth this is the real me mm-hmm. and I think that's like you know we've touched I know you've touched on that um, not longer about the power of that social media and actually engaging with customers I think I never would I think at that time when you know you could put a picture up online and mm-hmm. something and then people kind of click like and like show an interest in something and that's mm-hmm. how actually it's the sign of the times and that's how people are engaging more mm-hmm. so I'm guessing for you that has been very beneficial oh definitely okay. I don't think the store would have survived right. if it hadn't been 
for my social media outlets right. because they've kept me going yeah when you know they've made the bills possible to pay mm. you know when people weren't coming to the store to purchase i could put my energies into that yeah you know photographing descriptions mm. learning how to do because I, you know i didn't know how to go about you know selling online yeah. or selling on instagram or promoting myself in that way mm. so i had to find out about it too and yeah. look at other people um start to see who i liked mm. other companies out there what did i like about them how did they present themselves mm -hmm. um i've made some super friends i know it seems really strange but i've actually made some really nice friends on instagram and yeah. if they haven't been on for a little while you know i dropped them a note just to check if they're okay too okay yeah because you know it's like what i haven't heard from her for a week that's yeah. not like her at all you know <laughs> she's normally on here posting her dresses yeah. and um I, you know i've been invited to join um other communities other facebook communities where mm. it's uh vintage traders and it's quite funny i i I read all their comments. Oh my God, had this woman in today. Couldn't believe it. She was asking me if this was a charity shop. I mean, does it look like a charity shop? And it's really funny because it's all things that's happened to me in the past yeah. as well. Um, other people, you know, having a bit of a rant about things. And that's been really nice too because yeah. it makes you feel not so isolated. Right. You know, your yeah. little community of vintage okay. traders. And then, of course, I've got my own little community as well because I... Um, now run the old togs new tricks vintage fair so that's a absolute delight for mm. me as well and i get all my vintage buddies together and three times a year we put on an event okay uh, in aberdeen too so that's just keeping the old vintage scene up and current yeah. and making it a little bit more of a special occasion for people too mm -hmm. so that's good and that's help good. promote anyone's business in that way yeah. i'm a mad liker shader you know <laughs> i'm really keen on you know doing that yeah. i'll give people a shout out if i buy something from another independent i'm very keen on letting people know that i've done that you know, I think put your money a, where your mouth is. Yeah, and I think you that's know. how it kind of, you know, for that sustainability of the creative community in Aberdeen, that's what we need, people like yourselves, mm. you know. And I think, you know, what I've seen now, like through the kind of, you know, the social media that I'm engaged with, that you start to kind of, everyone that you kind of like or follow, it kind of turns to be like the kind of circle. Yeah. You haven't met some of these people yet, but some people are following you and stuff yeah. and people sharing your stuff and you're sharing their stuff. Yeah. So that kind of mutual agreement that we're all in this together and we're going to support each other. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for like, for, for people, independent business owners or, you know, or if they're in a creative kind of sphere of whatever they're doing, that's what we need more of. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're actually promoting and bigging up each other and saying, "Oh, check this out, check that out, yeah. and stuff." You know. Well, if we don't do it, yeah, who else who's is gonna, gonna do yeah, it? You know? yeah. Can we rely on our customers? Yeah. Although I must say, I've got a great bunch of customers, okay. and you know, if they buy something, I'm always like, "You have got to tag me in a photo when yeah. you wear that." Yeah. And I love that. Right. Um. So then I'll promote that photo as well yeah. and you know they i think they pretty much love it right. so with the students last year that were with me uh, we did a, a whole um campaign of um out of the closet and off the hanger hashtags mm -hmm. so you know we brought in just customers to model our clothes right. and, and had them you know running up and down the lane wearing all the fancy gear <laughs> yeah. and you know some of the neighbors were like what's going on out there you know it's like it's just us having some fun yeah. and you know they weren't professional models or anything but they were getting a fantastic response on our social media right. so that was brilliant oh, you know nice one. That's so, really good. yeah it works both ways yeah because i think what i want to ask you is like with in terms of like having like vintage kind of clothing and accessories, how has the younger, how receptive has the younger generation been to to your business? Um, I don't know. It's a little bit disjointed. I think you're gonna get people who love vintage. Mm. That's good. Mm. You are still getting the more individuals they are still out there there's just slight there's just a bit less of them mm -hmm. um there is this tribe mentality okay there is this little bit of almost a social media bullying mm -hmm. you want to be different you sure you want to be different 
you're really setting yourself up for a fall mm. uh, there is a little bit of that out really? there yeah okay. oh, definitely right. um, people may be wanting to be more the same to mm. fit in is it because they're more disconnected as individuals mm. that then their online life means more to them I don't know that's maybe for a, a sociologist or yeah. a psychologist yeah. to tell us more about but there is definitely a feeling of that. Mm. I mean, even in the last 10 years, I can see less and less younger girls coming in who want to be different. Okay. They all want to be the same. Everyone's toned the line, I guess, in, in, in a sense of what society is ex expecting of them a bit, you think? You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a shame. Yeah. But um, that is a little bit being squashed a little bit. Mm. But there are absolutely loads of people out there in the big wide world yeah so that's the difference mm. the the local world might be a little bit squashed mm. but the wide world is giving you access yeah. to to more people yeah. so there's a you know it's a kind of a swing and a roundabout okay mm. i think that's a shame as well because i think like um the young what older generations like through that kind of you know the swing in 60s mm. the 80s mm. the 70s and like mm. you know, kind of the punk era you'd see, look back in now, so much individuality yeah, and stuff, distinct and looks yeah. and stuff, you know, and, and that's kind of been ebbed out and I think, you know, mm -hmm. the more introduction of like the kind of chain high street clothing yeah, shops. celebrity culture yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, can these young girls really look like these celebrities? Mm. They seem to want to. Yeah. But, you know, that's not really who they are. Yeah. That's who that person is. And yeah. actually, is it even who that person is? That's who yeah. they are presenting themselves yeah. as. Whereas, you know, they come into my shop and they never know what they're going to find in there. Yeah. Plus, they're going to find me. Mm. I'm, like, breaking all the rules. <laughs> I'm not having any of it, yeah. you know. So, you, you know, you don't come to me for a little black dress. Yeah. That's for sure. Because why would you? Yeah. Why would you come to me when you go to a charity shop and get one for five pounds? Yeah. So I don't bring them in. Yeah. I just tend to try and look for that unique, original, mm. something distinct, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. bit of fun. Yeah. Life's short. Absolutely. I guess it's that kind of thing with the whole social media thing about, you know, younger people kind of looking up to, you know, the celebrities mm. and but my kind of view is that these celebrities on you know if they're on twitter facebook or instagram they're actually selling dreams that are probably not really real well you listen, know? yeah that's you what know? i mean so, they are actually presenting a self yeah then they've got a private self as well yeah you know? yeah so, absolutely you know people are modeling themselves on uh, just a ghost yeah yeah. It's strange, but yeah. it's it's part of life. It's yeah. what's here right now. Yeah. Right here, right now, you mm -hmm. know. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm bringing up my little boy, and mm. uh, you know he has to accept mummy being completely different from all the other mummies. But he's pretty good with it, you yeah. know. Um, you know, but <laughs> once or twice you'll say, "Are you wearing that to drop me <laughs> off to school?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm wearing that." You know, it's character building for yeah. you, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get used and, to yeah, it. Isn't and, it? And, and he did. He did. He was coming home in the car one night, and he said, "You know, my friends thought you looked like a cowboy today." And I went, "A cowboy? How did I look like a cowboy?" Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, can you not wear that big massive thing?" You know? <laughs> No, actually, I'll be wearing it, you know. And we had a bit of a contretemps about a turban a couple of weeks ago yeah. as well, but I still wore it. Uh. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I think, you know, that's my job is to instill in him that you can be your own person. Yeah. He's getting to the age now where he wants to fit in as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas I always had him looking a little bit, maybe a bit wilder too. Right. But now he wants to conform too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm having to, but I have to accept that that's yeah. what he wants to do. Yeah. Or else then I would be the controlling one. So what are you going to do? I think it's, it's really funny because I know like I grew up and like my mom, like single parent, my mom. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, everything was kind of like on the budget kind of thing. So it was very much like, okay, you're not going to get those expensive pair of trainers. You won't, you get, won't go to Clarks and you get those two pair of trainers instead. So it's that kind of stuff I was brought up in with the value of money mm -hmm. and knowing actually, mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, you can get for money and stuff, you know, not kind of having that need to chase it. Because, yeah. you know, I think when people kind of chase the money to kind of get what you need, it doesn't, it's not going to serve you well. You're getting yourself in a bit of a loop, well, like, you know, in, in it, a it, stuck. It can do, or yeah. it can make you very rich. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's up to, I mean, it's how you see it. Mm. The good thing about Archie 
being involved with he he's not he is he is not abstract from what I do. Mm. He understands. He is in the store with me. He knows that money has to come in Mm. for money to come out. He doesn't think that money comes out of a plastic card. He knows that it has to go into the card to come out of the card. He's not removed from a work ethic neither and yeah. I think that that's really important he Definitely. sees how hard mummy works mm. he sees that it doesn't just stop when I go home at night and start being mummy mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm um, the, the the email goes that the social media pings go mm. the text messages go photos are coming through different requests for doing different things are coming through oh, oh I've left my diary at home what have I got online here can I work it out you know and and sometimes he's like can you know hello can you just put all that down for a minute? And I'm like, yeah, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> so, it, you know, he knows how hard you got to yeah, work yeah. if you want to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to go in and work for someone else nine to five and draw out your wage at the end of it, that's a different story. Yeah. But if you want to beat your own path, mm. make it work, then you've got to work a lot harder. Yeah. Absolutely, I think that's. I think it seems to me that kind of seems like that kind of what you're saying. This kind of work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. it seems to be kind of missing over the past few years. I think, especially like you know, different, not just like I think in different generations. I think probably my generation as well. There's that kind of instantaneous gratification of we want this and therefore yeah. we should have it. You yeah. know, this kind of hearing you talk about actually, no, this, this is hard work. Mm-hmm. If you want to do this, you have to put the bloody work in. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like getting up early. It's kind of like. So networking with people yeah. and stuff at you know different times of the day yeah. you know so. and you're still questioning yourself through it all mm. you know i've got no one to sort of check you know to ask do you think that's the right way for me to do that yeah. i'm just doing it on my own mm. with whatever decision i've made on top of my shoulder yeah if i've done a wrong decision i have to accept that mm. and i have to change it and wrap you know make it work yeah um if i've gone down a wrong road or something like Mm -hmm. that so you know it's a lot on top of you as well as bringing up a child too so because you've got you're responsible for them as well yeah so yeah Yeah. there's that side too and i know um just from the other kind of conversations we've had today about i think you know you're obviously very much engaged with the creative community in Mm -hmm. aberdeen and so like how's that how did that kind of come about for you was it kind of that natural fit of people just coming into the shop and then pretty much yeah okay i think people sort of gravitate towards each other yeah yeah um i i I don't try to pretend that i know everything about everything that's going on out Mm -hmm. there but if something catches my eye i'll promote it yeah speak about it and take photos of it Mm -hmm. and you know uh, love certain parts of the community Mm -hmm. and you know you know really enjoy them Mm -hmm. you know um there's a wee dance school next to me we were out seeing their ballet performance on sunday you know they had brought over five dancers from russia amazing so the little girls and boys were dancing with these amazing dancers over from russia i mean how cool is that yeah that 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 teacher pulled that off for that that group and you know archie and i were able to go along and see it all as well i mean Mm. that was just really really cool that's nice um some other friends they're doing their vintage uh, their sorry their um craft and makers fair Mm. is on this weekend you know definitely giving them a shout out wishing all those amazing and uh, designers and creators all the very best you know they're really good at what they do yeah um and there's loads of people in aberdeen who are doing things art dance music photography it, it's it's pretty buzzing yeah absolutely i think I, I, I definitely see that more so in the past couple of years just kind of you know tapping into that kind of the creative community in, in Aberdeen again. If and you look, it's there. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't want to see it, you won't yeah, see it. Yeah, that's it. You can yeah. just go from one chain to one high street store to mm. one, I don't know, I don't know, whatever you watch on TV, and mm. that's your life. And if yeah. that's if that's what you're happy, yeah, you know, you go for it. I'm, yeah. I'm not knocking it anyone's choices. Yeah. But if you're looking for something a bit more individual and a bit more creative, then if you look, it is there. Yeah, I think like even now, like coming up in December, like the you know the hand the mm-hmm. Christmas market in the yeah. quarter at Marshall College that 
it would be such a unique opportunity for people going out looking for unique original gifts yeah. to engage with local Absolutely. creative people in yeah. Aberdeen who are doing this. Um, just last weekend, I went to the cinema with my wife and we were, I told this story to a colleague that she was going looking to try and park in Union Square. Yeah. Um, took us about half an hour to mm-hmm. go and park. I was thinking like, what's you know, a lot of people in here and stuff like, and I was in my mind, I was thinking, I hope some of you know, all the people that are coming into Aberdeen in the coming weeks will actually go and explore the places with independent business owners. We and can hope so. Yeah, yeah. We can do our best to yeah. give everybody a shout out. Yeah. Um, that was the whole reason mm-hmm. for Han coming up in the first place. Yeah. And Fine is mm-hmm. on as well. Fine is actually going to be all the food and drink mm-hmm. um, producers from yeah. around um, the northeast here mm-hmm. who are going to get their chance to uh, be there with their wares, whether it's yeah. chutneys and jams and honeys yeah. and wines and mm. turkeys yeah. and everything, they're going to get their chance as well. Because when the, the the Christmas village started, a few of us were a bit disconcerted that, you know, there was nobody really local there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like, hang on a second, you know, what, what, where's all our people? Yeah. Why haven't we got a chestnut mm. roaster standing up there? <laughs> or I don't recognise any of these people. They don't have Aberdonian accents. They brought a lot of people so in, didn't it, they? Well, it's, and it brought, was... it's brought in as a, a job lot. Yeah. Boom. It's mm. just one, one company to yeah. deal with rather than 30 individuals saying, mm. where do I plug in my lights? <laughs> do I need to have special insurance? Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of organising mm. things like these. And yeah. that's, that's the reason it was done the way it was. Yeah. So it's absolutely fantastic that um, Sally from SMART and Aberdeen Inspire and Aberdeen City Council have been able to allow both Fine and Han to be created. Mm-hmm. And it's its first year out this year yeah. fantastic Let, let's see how, where it goes from here yeah you know that the, a great team yeah no i'll definitely be going down in the coming weeks mm-hmm. to go and support them and have a look around take some pictures and stuff yeah. and i think you know it's, it's, it's refreshing to see that happening mm-hmm. i think obviously you can hopefully they, you know with this happening there's kind of a pivotal change because i think a lot of people who compare the kind of Christmas fairs and the local street market stuff like, oh, it's not like Edinburgh, it's not like Glasgow. Well, and give it a chance. Yeah, let it, it. Let it grow, yeah. let it get bedded in, yeah. let it become maybe not the same as Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be the same as anyone else. Yeah. We want to be our own animal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to look and take the good elements from yeah. things, but let's have our own thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's the way to kind of stay fresh and, like, you know, original. Let's, let's hope so. But then it's still in this baby year, because I think this the whole Aberdeen Christmas market thing, probably, was it 2013 or 14, I think it started? Mm. So it's not that it's still young, yeah. you know? So we still need to have that time to actually build up that rapport with, you know, the Aberdeen locals and them saying, oh, no, you know, lo- lo- local community in Aberdeen said, oh, no, this is really good. We're going to yeah. be promoting this and stuff. So it's just kind of like give it time. But that's the one thing that really kind of pees me off, that kind of, you know, the naysayers, like, oh, eye rolls, oh, this is going to be crap because it's not like this place or that place. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's kind of unfortunate. But You're always going to get that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure there are even people in Edinburgh who are moaning about their Christmas market. You know? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> There's bound to be, yeah. you know, so, yeah. you know, and then, oh, there's nothing happening in Aberdeen and then something does happen and yeah. then people moan about it. It's yeah. like, mm, okay, well, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know how you're ratifying that to yourself, but, yeah. you know, got to give it a chance, yeah. you know. So one thing I want to ask you, mm. you know, how do you kind of remain motivated? Because you obviously a very kind of person, you come across as very positive of what you're doing and you get a lot of enthusiasm, you enjoy what you're doing. How I do. do. You, yes, how do you stay motivated? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think it's part of my character. Okay. Yeah, so perhaps I was born with it, perhaps I've mm. cultivated it, perhaps it's the hard times that I've had to live through that mm. have, you know, made me realise that, you know, good can outweigh evil yeah so maybe it's all, all, all a little bit of that you know my life hasn't turned out the way i expected it to okay but that's okay yeah so that's okay yeah and then every day that i am living and breathing and doing my own thing is an absolute bonus to me mm-hmm. you know so that is good yeah you know i haven't got people crushing me down yeah. and telling me i can't do things um because you know that that's awful mm. And um, I've managed to forge a path for myself mm. and keep Archie 
on the right track as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, phew, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Uh, some days I do feel like I could have a bit of a cry. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I can feel very sort of worn out and, mm. you know, my energies do go down. But yeah. then they come back again. You know, yeah. something, little thing just brings a little bit of joy in my life again. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay. So it doesn't take much to m cheer me up. Yeah. You know, it can be a cuddle from Archie, mm. you know, mm -hmm. or it can be, uh, oh, look at this. It's come into the shop. You're not going to believe it. Look at that sparkly, yeah. <laughs> glittery, oh, fabulous jumper. Mm. It can yeah. be anything. And yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty happy with oh, that. Okay, nice. So That's it's, really it's, good. It is yeah. good, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I feel, feel very lucky to have a job that I really enjoy. You know, I do. I feel lucky. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, like you said, um, I think we never have any real control over our lives. You, have, you kind of like just roll with what's kind of being presented and you kind of fall into something sometimes. Mm -hmm. But obviously for you, it's like that unique opportunity came up for you. You was in, probably in an office and then you realise... Like, you know, something from your childhood was for certain, you can like, all right, I'm on it. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, this is something I'm going to re-engage with. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's so and it's so transpired mm -hmm. that's benefited you, mm -hmm. you know, being an independent business owner and actually doing what you love doing. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people get into have those opportunities. Well, I think, you know? yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Um, maybe more people should look over the hedge and see what's going on. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's up to them. Mm -hmm. If you're happy, then you're not going to look over the hedge. Yeah. But if you're a little bit maybe malcontent, yeah. you're probably going to look and see what your neighbour's doing over yeah. there. How come they're having a barbecue and I'm not? What's going on over there, you know? Yeah. Um, so just keep looking until you find something that yeah. brings you some joy. Mm -hmm. I, I always come back to this, that life is pretty short. And that's, oh, yeah. what, my, that's what my secret army has taught me. They're like Elaine, grab it, run with it, dance, drink the drink the wine, yeah. you know, wear the dress. It doesn't matter if it's the school run. Mm. Wear it. You know, put the sparkly earrings on. Yeah. If they make you smile. Yeah. You know, the bottom drawer, that's these that's my goal when I go to that lady's homes is to discover that bottom drawer. And sometimes it's a little bit bittersweet because mm. they'll go, I wore that cardigan once mm. and I just laid it aside and laid it down mm. i'm like oh my god this beautiful garment has lain here for 50 years <laughs> you know it's a lucky it didn't belong to me because i'd have had it on every day it would yeah. be worn out so it's a different way of thinking yeah. but they have taught me that so maybe to be a little bit more spontaneous mm -hmm. and uh, just uh, go with it yeah absolutely <laughs> i think you, see, you you know you're so right that life is very short mm. and we can very much get caught up in the moments of the day-to-day -day trappings of life and actually enjoying it and going out exploring and mm -hmm. you know doing the things that we truly really want to do it makes mm -hmm. us happy mm -hmm. and you know i really kind of like you know commend you for doing that you know it's like absolutely and one thing i wanted to um, ask you is like um uh sorry i'm looking at my questions here as well at the moment um how do you um what no? What would the advice be for you if somebody said, oh, look, Elaine, I want to start my own kind of vintage business." Like, what advice would you give to that person? Gosh, so much. Okay. Where would I start? Right. <laughs> you know, you could. That's a whole another uh, interview, probably. Yeah. But you know, are you going to be a bricks and mortar store? Are mm. you going to be an online store? Are you going to specialize in a mm. period? Are you going to span? Are you going to be clothing, homewares, furniture? Are you going to be an upcycler? Are mm -hmm. you going to be uh, buying locally? How are you going to be buying? How are you going to contact people? I mean, there's an unending yeah. list of questions for people. Mm -hmm. um, all the financial stuff, you know, is it going to be your only job? Is it yeah. going to, a lot of people I know that have two jobs yeah. they're a vintage trader at fairs and pop-ups but they have another job too okay um you know it's so so many questions yeah so yeah. many questions yeah. are you good at sewing <laughs> do you know how to work a, this, <laughs> the really low down special woolen hand washes on your machine because you're going to destroy stuff otherwise yeah. right. I've, I've had a lot of problems with things like that because okay. I'm, I'm not the best sort of 
uh, in the kitchen. Oh, I think I can wash that. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's not that's, a good idea. So, right. yeah, but um, have you got good contacts in the world mm-hmm. of, you know, seamstresses, dry cleaners, people you can trust? Yeah. Have you got a mentor? Mm. Have you got someone you can talk to? Uh, you know, a lot so of things it, to give yeah. you some support. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, I'm guessing, you know, we're coming up to a very busy period now. And so what's on the cards for you just like in December month? Goddamn. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to be in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing my own Old Togs New Tricks Vintage Fair on the last Sunday in November, which is 26th November. Okay. We've had to rehome ourselves at the last minute. Okay, so where we're you guys? We're usually with uh, the guys at BrewDog okay. and we take over the club. Yeah. But uh, the club's having a facelift and it's oh. not going to be ready in time. So oh. that was a bit of a panic. Yeah. But luckily for us, Spin on Little John Street's mm. taking us in. Oh, that's nice. So they're accommodating us for that Sunday market. So that's going to be fantastic. Mm. Um, and then it'll be a quick recovery from that. Um, we've got, or I've got to, um, lecturing, guest lecturing at RGU mm-hmm. to the first year fashion students on uh, an on a particular decade so I've gone with the 1970s I'm okay. pretty keen on that good cool. fun era um, then as I mentioned there's the Han markets coming up I've been lucky enough to get a slot on the first weekend of the makers markets so I'll be uh, retailing and promoting the store Thursday through Sunday in the Marshall Quad okay. along with some other fantastic makers and yeah. designers so I feel oh, nice. really quite lucky to be in there yeah. um, but there uh, I mean and then the store will be open too right. and then obviously there's all Archie stuff yeah, the <laughs> there's a between. million yeah. birthdays yeah. parties yeah. you know it's always the football the mm. tennis everything that's going on yeah. too so yeah just a pretty busy girl yeah and so where can people find you like on social media as well? yeah uh, I mean there's the Facebook page mm-hmm. the closet vintage um, on Instagram uh, at closet vintage ABDN and mm-hmm. uh, Twitter yeah. I'm not a massive Twitterer, I must admit, but okay. the accounts are linked. You can find me right. there. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, and the shop in town. I know where it is, but if yeah. you can tell the listeners where yeah, it is. Yeah, sure, of course. So uh, the closet bricks and mortar store can be found at on Jobs Lane, mm-hmm. which is just off of John Street, off of George Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I'm in there Tuesdays to Saturdays, okay. and always uh, res- very sort of responsive to social media questions cool. and queries and emails mm-hmm. i don't answer the phone a lot because it tends <laughs> to be people asking me to change my utility bills which drives me nuts okay. but if you drop an email or a social media uh, cool. little query into yeah. me i'm pretty responsive to that All right. brilliant well thank you elaine for coming oh, on thanks for having me oh no it's been really great chat chatting with you today as well you know and i um, you know all the best of luck for the december month as well because you're going to be very busy so yeah that's the third episode of the Creative Me podcast with your host, Ike Headlam and our guest, Elaine Coville from the Closet Vintage Shop in Aberdeen. So, yeah, stay tuned for the next coming episodes and hope to catch up with you guys soon. So that's bye from myself and Elaine. Bye. Bye. <laughs>